0: Good morning celebration and greetings from Australia. Deb and I are down here doing some events, uh, speaking in different churches and uh, taking some time off in between, having some fun, uh, checking out the Sydney area. It's really quite an amazing city. Uh, we, When we first got here we went to the Sydney Zoo and saw lots of different things there and then uh, we went outside the city to the Blue Mountains, an amazing area. These hills are gorgeous in their own version of the rainforest, and it was really, really stunning. And then the other night we went out uh, on the uh, water uh, late at night uh, on, a, uh, on a boat and uh, got a chance to see the lights of Sydney at night. We were able to see the beautiful, famous Sydney Opera House with all the lights changing on it, and it's on buildings, and just the city skyline is absolutely positively stunning this is truly a beautiful city uh, but anyway this morning i wanted to be, uh, give you an update on our go beyond campaign uh that we've been in and uh, announce to you the final totals this has been something we've been at for a couple of months now uh looking for a campaign where people would pledge for the next 24 months two years to give above and beyond the regular giving and uh, in order to uh, help establish the church and pay for the buildings and all the different things that we're doing. So today we want to make the announcement on the amount that has been uh, uh, pledged so far. So, drum roll. Duh, duh, duh. Well, first of all, was it $500,000? No. Was it $700,000? No. Was it $900,000? No. Now the drum roll. <laughs> Actually, a pretty pathetic drum. <laughs> I didn't have a drum roll effect. But uh, anyway, the amount that we got was 1.2 million dollars. Woo! Yes. hallelujah, Clap, 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 clap. Fabulous. Okay. Stop clapping. All right. Now, some people will say, "Well, wait a minute." Aren't you disappointed that you didn't hit your goal? Our goal was 2.5 million dollars. Well, no, we're not disappointed, and for this particular reason, um, this is just the launching point of the campaign. Remember, this is going to be over the next 24 months, so two years, and uh, this is a great opportunity for some of you. Sometimes, for some of you, this is the first time you've ever ever done anything like this. I mean, you've come to church and you've given different amounts of money and stuff, but you've first time the vast majority of you have ever pledged money and said we're going to go above and beyond and give beyond the comfort zone of what we normally do. And I want you to see what is about to happen because if there is one area in the Bible where God has promised uh, to do absolute miraculous things, it is in the area of finances if you'll step out and trust Him. Now the Bible says you're not supposed to tempt God. In other words, Just because the Bible says something, you're not supposed to push the limits. For example, the Bible says God will protect you and and keep you from harm. Well, that doesn't mean we go up in a uh, hot air balloon and then jump over the side going, let's see if God will protect me. Whee! I mean, you're just going to splat like a bug and get very, very hurt. So, in that kind of instance, you're specifically not supposed to do it. In fact, if you'll remember when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil was tempting him, One of the things is he took him on top of a high pinnacle and said, hey, God says he'll protect you, jump off. And that's when Jesus said, you should not tempt the Lord your God. Well, in any area of the Bible, you're not supposed to do that except in one. There is one area where God says, go ahead, tempt me. Go ahead, test me. See if I'll do it. See if I'll really step forward because if you'll do it, you will see what I do. And it is in the area of giving. In the Old Testament, in Malachi, uh, God told the people, look, see if I will not open the windows of heaven to you if you will give. And he challenged the people to see if he would do it. And of course, he did it. Uh, uh, The Jewish nation was blessed greatly throughout their history, except for when they were rebelling against God, but they did extremely well uh, to this day. They do extremely well financially because they were raised for thousands of years about honoring God in this way. And God blesses those who bless him. And in the New Testament, Jesus taught the same thing. He said this, Give, and it will be given to you. Of course, a lot of people have never done that, and it's been difficult for them to think in that. I mean, the truth is, if you really, 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 really knew that if you gave, God would give you back, you'd all give. Why don't people do it? Because they don't really know it. It's kind of scary, they've never tried it. Well, now during this campaign, you're going to see this opportunity. And keep in mind what Jesus said was, if you give, God won't just replace what you gave. He said it like this, give and it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. The implication, he's gonna give you back a lot more than you gave in the first place. So how does this apply to our ultimate goal? Well, a lot of you have done your your pledge for the next 24 months. And by and large, it's been, you know, most of them were fairly conservative, which is fine. These are people who thought, okay, we already give X amount. I think we can do this much more. So they did it in the context of being, you know, careful to know, to do what they know they could do. Well, let's say you pledge an extra $10 a month. Now, I want you to see what happens as you start to do this, as you do it in faith and expectation, you're going to discover, wow, we don't have just $10 extra this week. We've got 30 extra dollars this week. Well, when you start to see that happen in your life, step forward and continue to do what extra more that you can do and we will easily hit our target. Plus, you're going to notice that your financial situation is going to improve dramatically. People have tested this, guys, for thousands of years. Christians, you know, oftentimes I talk about these other churches that give these huge sums of money, and ours is always pretty small. Well, the reason is they've been at this for a long time. Our church, by and large, is a pretty new church with a lot of new people just coming to church every Sunday is new to them, much less giving money they don't think that they have. Well, these churches that have done this for years They've given and God has blessed them and they've given and God has blessed them. And these are families that tend to be very well off financially. Of course, it's easy for the world to say, well, they're just lucky or it's just coincidental. I'm telling you, it's not coincidental. God will bless them. And if there's one thing we want to see, certainly as your pastor, I wanna see you guys blessed. God doesn't want you to struggle in life where you can barely make it from paycheck to paycheck and things going wrong and stuff. If you will just start to do this in faith as you've signed up for this campaign, watch what God will do in your life. If you thought, man, I think we can get an extra $20 this month and that's what you pledged, watch what happens. Suddenly you're going to have an extra $50. Things that would have broken in the past aren't breaking. Um, Bigger tax refunds than you thought you would have. Some long lost cousin kicks the bucket and and gives you $50,000. Not, not that God is trying to kill your cousins. But, you know, I mean, you're going to see stuff that is unexpected. Suddenly, you're going to be, start getting in a healthier place. And as God blesses you, continue to step out in faith and see what happens. I promise you, if you'll do this in faith and truly trust God, God will bless you. Now, if you don't do it in faith and you just think, uh, i got to give an extra 10 bucks. i got to give an extra 10 bucks. Well, okay, that, that's pretty much all that's going to happen for you. But this is a wonderful opportunity, I'm so thrilled. And the percentage of people that have gotten involved in this campaign far exceeds anything we've ever had in the past. This is really quite fabulous, and we're very excited about it. And keep in mind, even though it's not immediately the 2.5 that we had uh, had hoped for, um, 1.2 is far beyond anything we've ever done. Historically, over the last 10 years since we've started Celebration Church in Stevens Point and and then to this day uh, with all the different campuses the most we've ever raised in one year uh, for extra giving is like a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. This is 1.2 million. This is a big deal. Which brings me to point number two for today. You have to understand that Satan is alive and well and there is no way that we do something of this significance that doesn't tick him off and he is not happy and suddenly we will get his attention. You know, as long as you're not doing anything, as long as you're being insignificant, you're just being quiet, he doesn't care. Say he doesn't care if you believe in Jesus. I mean, he'd rather you wouldn't, but if you do, ask. so what? What bugs him is when you take that faith and you do something with it. And that's often when we will find attacks of the enemy now the bible says we need to be careful because satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour now if there's one thing we know about lions and that is this they don't just attack the big obvious target they look for the small targets the little ones that wander away from the herd or uh like an enemy who would attack doesn't attack your strongest armor, he looks for the chinks in your armor, your weakest point. Focus on the weakest point. And he will come and attack weak points. And we have to be prepared that that's highly likely to happen, if not already happening, at Celebration Church. I mean, uh, and what I mean by that is no organization is perfect. We have weak points like anybody else. Uh, and But ironically, what you're going to find is People who were happy eight weeks ago suddenly will not be happy today or in weeks to come and months to come will get upset about something that's not right in the children's department or something that's not right about the way the ushers are doing something or not right about the way the choir and the songs that they're singing or whatever it is. And suddenly things that were of little concern become major concern and people will start to get upset and come unglued. And let me challenge you, stay calm. Now, they are chinks in the armor. There are probably areas that are weak and it's okay to bring those up. You know, Pastor, can we fix this? Can we do this better? But just be careful. Don't let the enemy come in and try to destroy what we have set out to do. Because I promise you, when he becomes aware and he's already aware of the commitment that people in this organization have done, this freaks him out. He does not want people like in our church to succeed because we're an aggressive church we want to reach out to new people constantly uh, trying to touch other people's lives not just in our own local communities but communities around our country and even communities around the world and the missions trips and stuff that we do I promise you the more active we are the more we need to be on guard just be ready if you're on guard and you're aware that attacks are going to come then it's not a big surprise you roll with it but if you're not careful it'll blindside you You'll find yourself getting upset about little things. You say, Pastor, why are you talking about this? Because I've been doing this for 30, 40 years. I know what happens in churches. Whenever God starts moving, all of a sudden, stuff starts coming out of nowhere and people start getting upset about things that really are not that important. And the key to this is always remember, don't get so focused on your view of everything, on your life, on your ministry, the children's department, the music department, the youth department, whatever it is that you're passionate about in church. It's great that you have that passion, but don't be consumed by it. Always keep a larger view of the entire church, what we're trying to do as a group, as an organization, because our end goal is to touch people's lives for eternity. Now, we've shown you some testimonials during our Go Beyond campaign. I have another one I want to show you this morning that we haven't shown to you yet. This is a powerful testimony about someone uh, who came to Celebration Church quite by accident, you would say. Uh, Anyway, take a listen to this testimony right now.
1: March 18, 2008, I was institutionalized. I was jobless and had no income. I was told I was mentally disabled and would never work again. It was that time, Easter service. We are on our way to a yearly Catholic thing. We were running late, so I just told my wife to pull into this church. <laughs> I don't remember much. I was on a lot of medication. I was mentally ill. Um, Andy just kept bringing me back and it was in June 2008 that I accepted Christ. I don't remember that, but it's written in my Bible. I came for years with my family. I was afraid of everyone. Paranoia destroyed me. I didn't want friends and I didn't want to volunteer. I didn't even want to become a member. I was frozen on medication for years. I finally accepted volunteering behind the scenes. I was the ninja. I'd sneak in and out of this sanctuary and I'd stuff envelopes and pens. And that meant a lot to me. My wonderful wife, Mindy, she's filling me with courage daily. She took a bold move and removed all the medications and she gave it to God. She said, nothing's impossible with God. And I just started volunteering more. Christmas decorating, set up breakdowns of events, dad inputs on the computer, fine arts, the father-daughter ball, the manly man, man camp, his hands, TNT, the prison ministry, and security, just to name a few. I volunteered so much that the church hired me. I'm now in a maintenance group. I didn't break my chains alone. I had men to fight with me. I baptized my son last year and had the honor to be baptized by Pastor Keith. I trusted God and the men in this church with my life and all my problems. Five years ago, I listened to people who said I would never work again. Today, I own my own company, and it's called Handyman Again. Today, I listen to God and to the mentors who lift me up. I cannot stand on my own. I thank you, Celebration Church family. Because of you, today I am a leader. I'm on his hands, man camp. The greatest man you could ever know today. I'm a coach in TNT. I'm teaching financial peace and I'm almost debt free. Today, I'm the spiritual leader of my family. The man God meant me to be. about to teach the celebration recovery class and face my fears again. You can take a stand and watch us grow or you can just sit there and do nothing.
0: Now it's difficult to hear a story like that and not be moved. Kenny's life was dramatically changed because of the ministry of this church and that needs to be our focus. Always remember this isn't about me, it isn't about you, it's not about uh, our own selfish desires or even things we don't think are selfish but they become selfish, things that are important but become so important to us that the overall ministry of the church is not important. Be careful that doesn't happen. Our goal needs to always be, let's touch people like Kenny. And here's the great thing about it. Uh, We have tons of stories like that. In our church, there are lots of people's lives who have been dramatically changed because of the fact that we're here doing what God has called us to do. And what I love about his particular story is he says they were driving on their way to church, wasn't even headed for our church and uh, they were running late, so he just said, ah, turn in here. And all this happened as a result of that one moment, turn in here. Well, what if there would have not been a here to turn into? That's really the whole point of this campaign, to have the buildings, the facilities in Stevens Point, Appleton, West Side and the East Side, so that there is a here for people to turn into, a place they can go. Obviously, church isn't just about buildings and stuff like that. But yet, they are important. Because these are the places that people turn into and come into. Now, as far as Ken thought, I'm sure he thought it was just a random thing. Ah, let's just turn in here. But as you can hear in his story, this was not random. This was not just a mistake. Uh, This was a divine appointment for him. And we want to be there for the divine appointments that God has for potentially thousands of people in our communities that's what this go beyond campaign is about so again let me challenge you be on your guard no way do we do something significant where there aren't going to be some kind of flare-ups about things that weren't flaring up before okay just be on guard and remind each other remind yourself guys let's not give the enemy a foothold the bible warns us about this go intentionally make sure you don't give him a, a a foothold in your life and in the church and those are the little things that can crop up that'll drive people crazy, that'll destroy people, that'll discourage people, cause people to leave. Let's not get caught up in that. Let's be on our guard over these next uh, months uh, and the next two years to make sure that we stay focused, join hands and stand here together to be the kind of place that God can use and and, and bless. Now maybe you're here this morning at one of our campuses and you think gee this is just a random event you know i just happened to be here uh, a friend brought me it's no big deal uh probably not you know god knows who you are and if you're here today for the first time uh you're here on purpose and in a, mo- in a moment uh, one of our campus pastors is going to be Uh, Giving an opportunity for you to pray and to ask Christ into your life If you've never asked God in your life No matter how discouraged you might be no matter how out there you might be and You might think God doesn't care about you or even know about you. I promise you he does And let me encourage you during this time uh, Open up your heart and ask God into your life and see what happens. He loves to change people's lives He's in the miracle working business and uh, and he's really thrilled that you are here Um, let me uh, end in a word of prayer with all of us and then uh, we'll continue with the rest of the service Father, I thank you for our time together I thank you for what's happening in our church for all these people who have gathered together continue to do the wonderful things that you're doing and help us to be on our guard Join together with a renewed commitment to honor you in all that we do in Jesus name, Amen all right, well, we love you guys. We will be giving you updates again next week In the next few weeks as we're gone when we're finished here in Australia. We're going to be going over to New Zealand, the land of the Lord of the Rings. That's where they shot those movies. It's really gorgeous over there. Wait till you see some of those pictures. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we'll be home. So uh, we'll see you all again next week. Bye-bye.